As vaccine and political persecution ramp up under the Biden regime, it looks as though Texans are calling for their own forensic audit, joining the chorus of voices already doing so. About half of all U.S. states are essentially engaged in or going toward a forensic audit at this point. Now, meanwhile, we also have a mysterious illness affecting government agents that just doesn't seem to have an explanation. They can't seem to trace or track it. They seem to be defenseless. It's called Havana Syndrome. We're going to go into that as well. All of this and more coming up after a short word from our Patriot sponsors. Welcome back, my friend, to The Silent War with your host, Dustin Nemos of Nemos News, where we continue with your help to break the cycle of fake news. Let's dive in. Do you love the aroma of a cup of delicious hot coffee to start your day? Mmm, nothing beats it. And with the Great Awakening Coffee, you'll be ready to meet your day with passion. Our specialty is waking people up. And as soon as you taste our coffee, you'll know why. Wake up feeling charged like George Washington with our smooth breakfast blend. Or maybe you're more of a Roosevelt and prefer our cowboy blend. Our set it and forget it program is a hassle-free coffee buying experience backed by our Patriot Promise. Meet your day with passion. TheGreatAwakeningCoffee.com. Link in description. NemosNewsNetwork.com. Breaking the cycle of fake news. Have you noticed the recent shift from get your free burger or uh, perhaps a cash prize or Xbox or a lottery entrance or something like that if you go get the vaccine? And uh, I mean, they were basically bribing people to take this thing. Now they're shifting into more of an Orwellian coercive approach. You're seeing the the punishments, you're seeing the fear and the targeting begin to ramp up. Just recently, we had the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, if you recall, saying that we have a pandemic of the unvaccinated, whatever the hell that means. People that have a natural immunity probably already got the virus and beat it and are not responsible for the surges, which are actually coming from even the, you know, the big Delta surge they're talking about. That's coming from the vaccine, most likely a growing body of evidence suggests. And even in the UK, 60% it just came out of the folks who are being admitted to hospitals are actually double vaccinated or at least have received one dose. Most of them were double vaccinated. So you take that and you extrapolate and you have the Biden regime at pretty much every level from the CDC, FDA, the White House press secretary trying to censor Everyone that doesn't agree with this saying that misinformation should be banned from all platforms, you know, that says that, you know, to, to me, that's political doublespeak for saying even Gab should be forced to censor so that you have nowhere in order to get free speech online. And of course, that's where they're headed. Um, we have, um, you know, the Surgeon General, you know, uh, calling for more force and mandates. We have uh, Fauci wanting to have mandates, you know, two year olds wearing masks keeps flip-flopping. Um, that guy's getting rich off of this scam for sure. And now we have Joe Biden saying that communities uh, that are unvaccinated are seeing a rise in COVID cases. Again, most of the people being admitted to hospitals, it bears repeating uh, over and over and over again because that's the truth. And sometimes you just have to keep saying it until it gets through their thick heads. Uh, most of the people being admitted are vaccinated. So 
It's not coming from us. It's coming from you, the vaccinated. You are creating your own diseases. You're creating your own variants. You're creating your own surges. And in fact, we can show that through numerous examples. I recently, um, I don't know if you guys follow me on Gab, but if you do, you can shift over there. Just last couple days, I've posted some stuff about Bhutan and some of the uh, the other nations um, and their vaccine status. But, you know, in the case of Bhutan, for example, little tiny kingdom north of India, they vaccinated their entire, uh, 64% or so of their entire country in the space of about a week. And then immediately afterwards, very predictably, you saw a surge in the variant uh, COVID. So that is where it's coming from. Uh, as we've been in through the sort of the science of it in the past, it comes from something called antibody dependent enhancement. This from Nobel laureate Luc Montagnier. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, but anyway, uh, he is, of course, uh, one of the you know Nobel laureates who helped discover AIDS, uh, renowned expert on the topic. And he says everyone's going to die from this antibody dependent enhancement if they get the COVID. Uh, if they, I'm sorry, if they get the vaccine. The COVID doesn't, doesn't scare you because the COVID isn't actually that bad. It's curable. It's treatable. 99.9 something percent survival rate even if you don't treat it even if you just go to bed uh not that scary really but um that's where we're at and they're ramping up the fear to target those folks and of course it's coming i mean they're going to try to do everything they can to force us in quebec canada um a nursing homes actually gave out morphine rather than treatment for many of the covid 19 patients so what does that mean? I mean, uh, why is that bad? Uh, you may recall uh, when this thing was really going through its um, its its early fear hyping, and they were pretending to have mass graves for the COVID dead that were you know the 150 year old mass grave that they pretended was just a COVID mass grave in New York, for example. Um, they they were uh, you know they were putting people on ventilators unnecessarily. We had whistleblower nurses coming out saying it was killing people, but. They would put them on ventilators, turn up the power, blow their lungs out, and put them to sleep. Um, and that's essentially what happened to a lot of people who really were either injured permanently in their lungs or died, even if, if they were unconscious, because they gave them sedatives, they put them to sleep, and they put the machine on high. Because that's what they were told to do, and that it was the wrong approach, and it harmed a lot of people. And, uh, you know, that's very similar to what is going on here. If you give an elderly person who's struggling with a sort of a lung phlegm or a flu or a, a pneumonia or something like that, um, a sedative, put them to sleep with morphine, you know, what's going to happen is they're, they're going to slow down. Um, I don't know if you've ever had a sedative like that. I've been injured many times and I've been in the hospital uh, ER room a few times, even though I really don't like doctors and try to avoid them as much as I can. You know, if, you, if you're getting scraped off the road and you go to the hospital, it makes sense. They're going to give you something like morphine. And I've had morphine a couple of times. I don't like it, um, but I can speak from experience when I'm talking about it in that sense. And it slows you down. Um, it, and not in a good way, like Sleepy Joe, natural sleep formula at redpillliving.com. Our Patriot sponsor slows you down. That's a good slowdown. That's a good eight hours of, of great rest wake up feeling like you had a hot tub evening um, and drinks with your friends, that kind of thing. 
but no, it's it's not that kind of slow. This is the kind that slows your lungs down. I mean, morphine will slow your whole body down, all your bodily processes, your immune system, and your lungs, even your exhalation. So it's going to do certain things like decrease your, your lungs' ability to fight off an infection. So when you're giving elderly sick people uh, sedatives or morphine, uh, morphine, putting them to sleep like that, then you're, uh, you're, in some cases at least, you're killing people. Now, not every single person is going to die. There's still going to be people that can survive that. But, um, you know, this this happened to many people in nursing homes in Quebec. This is similar to what the Democrat governors did, uh, mass murdering. Now, I, I, you know, I also want to mention that I, I was reading through there and I saw, uh, I saw a drug that had hit my uh, memory and I didn't know what, I couldn't remember why at first. And that was called scopolamine. So, you know, one of the other drugs that they were giving people was scopolamine. Um, what is scopolamine? Scopolamine comes from a terrifying nightmare drug. People call it the zombie drug. People call it devil's breath. Um, it comes from something called burundanga. If, you, if you've been around or done any research, you, you may recall, this is the zombie drug. This actually has the power to mind control people. Now, I think they use it in clinical settings before I go to conspiratorial here for nausea. So at low doses, yes, nausea, that kind of thing. But considering everything else that we've seen, you know, just wanted people to be aware, they're also giving these elderly patients scopolamine. Now, why do I mention that? Well, I hate to even, first of all, let me just turn on the video so that we can have this conversation here. It's a serious conversation. I hate to even... I hate to hazard the thought that our medical providers would be doing anything untoward or uncalled for it or unethical, but let's be real, right? This is the world that we live in, and we can't necessarily just trust people on blind faith. So where there could be abuse, there generally is abuse. So, so scopolamine, the mind control drug, um, I'm going to take you to a new page here real fast, briefly. Um, it's called the devil's breath, and victims have been known to wake up with no memory of withdrawing their life savings and giving it away. Scopolamine, dubbed the devil's breath, is often referred to as the most dangerous drug in the world. Mainly prevalent in South America, the drug is used to commit the perfect crime. While under the influence of scopolamine, someone could convince you to willingly withdraw and give away your life savings from your bank account but you would wake up and remember nothing. And you can be under the spell of this drug within seconds. People have even been able to put it on a business card or sprinkle it into a powder and blow it in your face or sprinkle it onto a map, that sort of thing, and, and lure travelers in. So, you know, it's, it's sort of similar from... Um, I guess it's it's related to the nightshade plants. It's odorless and tasteless, and it can be lethal. But just letting people know, they even I think did a documentary on Vice for this thing. So, scopolamine could be used by um, people who are euthanizing these elderly, who maybe don't want the treatment, or maybe don't want to be put to sleep, or maybe they don't want to be you know given morphine. Uh, it could be used to make them complicit, compliant. Uh, it could be used to drain their assets before they die, get their money. You know, hand over your gold ring, hand over your savings account, hand over your 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 you know your identity, um, hand over your credit cards, something like that. 
uh, it could be used to to do a lot of things. So I just want to warn people about the power and the potential for abuse in that situation um, before I move back on to uh, what's going on in the UK. Uh, of course, that should be the biggest news in Canada, but the fake news, of course, will not touch it. Uh, in the UK, now we have Prime Minister Boris Johnson. I used to think that guy was one of the good ones saying that proof of full vaccination will be required to enter nightclubs. You know, I love how they target the nightclubs and the bars and stuff first. They don't want you to gather and complain about them. The gyms, the restaurants, they don't want anybody to gather to get together and talk. Because they know that what they're doing, uh, they can try to censor it all online and through the news. And if we can't talk, then they can control us as a captive audience and we won't have any chance at all. So it's important that we maintain our communities offline um, more now than ever before. But that's where the UK is going, folks. Vaccine passports, just like France. And what do you think happens after France and the United Kingdom do, Kingdom do it? We're going to have the United States following suit. Now, um, I wanted to mention the Havana syndrome. Uh, we've, we've mentioned this before. Uh, it's happened a few times now. It was first seen, uh, or at least first identified, in Havana, Cuba, where U.S. diplomats were being targeted by some sort of an invisible, you know, microwave or ray gun, some sort of an EMF weapon. Um, I've described in the past loosely about how these things can be made from old microwave parts, that kind of thing. There's probably a ton of different ways to make, you know, ray guns or lasers or something like that that could be used that are invisible to... Uh, injure, blind, or kill, and you're seeing um, injuries, brain injuries, um, pain, nausea, um, vomiting, different um, ocular issues with the eyes. You're seeing a lot of problems in various places like Havana, Cuba. Now, you've also seen this technology used by China against India uh, in the battlefield. Um, you've also seen this used by China and other situations, this technology is getting more and more used, and now we're entering a brave new era, a brave new world even, where people are using invisible ray guns to not necessarily assassinate politicians, we're not there yet, but certainly to sicken them, and certainly to sicken um, folks who work in embassies or soldiers on the front line, this has been used, and it has not yet, as far as I know, been turned against the political class. And I'm sure that when it is, they'll figure out a way to stop it. But as of right now, this seems to be a silent killer that is untraceable. Continuing on, I also want to bring your attention to what is going on around some of the audit updates and the election fraud. In Maricopa County, election officials are now busted as also having demanded sharpie pens um, on election day but before that they insisted on regular pens because they knew of course it would mess things up but they were busted not only printing ballots on thinner paper but also demanding these um, these you know thick sharpies that will bleed through the ink bleeds right through and it forces everything into adjudication where massive numbers of these ballots had to be adjudicated and you know who they sent them to joe biden now continuing from there um this is also happening throughout or happened throughout other places in the country you know many viewers many 
Um, voters have also uh, stood up and said, yeah, this happened in our area too. Sharpies were used. So it's called Sharpie Gate, and that is now growing. Um, another growing body of evidence, another method by which they've used to cheat the 2020 elections. Now, we also have one of the first to be sentenced for the supposed raid or siege or riot, they're calling it, in the uh, Capitol building. And it was eight months for someone who essentially did nothing wrong. They were let into the Capitol building. They didn't damage any property. They didn't assault anyone. What they did was enough to get them eight months in prison. It could have been a lot more. They called them a threat to democracy. They said that they contributed to the collective threat to democracy, the prosecutor said. This is insane. It's a clear double standard, and this man should not have even been charged at all. But if he had been charged, it should have been trespassing. Uh, trespassing, perhaps even involuntarily, because he didn't even know that he was trespassing when the police that work there at the building open the door and invite you in. This sounds like a massive lawsuit if we ever get around to a just system, and hopefully these people will get payday. Now, continuing, we also, although I always feel bad saying that because it's we, the taxpayer, that ends up paying them, not the crooked politicians. Uh, we also have another example of how the deep state rigged and cheated the election and even set up their own controlled opposition audits. Uh, fraudits uh, is a word that the Democrats have attempted to use against what's going on in Arizona and Georgia and elsewhere, but fraudit is a good word, however, for what the Democrats attempted to do, like in New Hampshire. Even then, they still found some pretty uh, glaring and obvious examples of shenanigans by accident, even though they were trying to not look. However, in Georgia, audit documents were created just last week for an audit that they supposedly completed in November. But only after they got the FOIA request did they have to make something up in order to catch up and convincingly lie. And in Texas, Representative Stephen Toth is filing bills for forensic audit in the top 13 population counties in Texas. So we are... We are ascendant, I think, as long as they don't turn off the internet and start force vaccinating us all to death. What are they going to do? We are going to just keep pushing forward until we win and until we have an honest um, election system, uh, in election integrity, and until we are uh, back in the White House, back in the House, back in the Senate, and we're going to remember everything they did. And at that point, it is full speed back to sanity as my prayers. I hope that you found this to be a value. If you did, please consider liking, sharing, and even subscribing. You can join us at nemosnewsnetwork.com slash news. And you can also shop with our Patriot sponsors like greenpillliving.com, redpillliving.com, thegreatawakeningbooks.com, and more. You can find all of that at nemosnewsnetwork.com slash sponsors. If you find this to be a value, if it's not a burden, and if you want to see more content like this, um, you can even chip in 5 10 or $17 a month if you like. 
at nemosnewsnetwork.com slash donate. Join us as well, and I'm going to keep saying the website name so you fully remember it, at nemosnewsnetwork.com slash chat to join our Telegram chat. We're still there. Telegram hasn't been shut down yet, although it's a matter of time. Basically, the last place where you can have a an uncensored chat room somewhat. They have banned some channels, but we're still there. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Dustin Nemos, out.